Next on BYUSN, it's draft day in the NFL. BYU quarterback Jaron Hall will join us to preview what he's feeling before the biggest professional weekend of his life to date. Kevin Costner, eat your heart out. And what would make this year's draft good, better, and best for BYU football? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, April 27th. It is commencement day at Brigham Young University. I am Spencer Linton alongside the unfiltered Jerem Jordan today. Uh, just today? Uh, I felt like it was pretty unfiltered most days. Well, we're um, on the app only today. We're so. app only. So uh, thanks for finding us, first off. Uh, commencements on BYU. So congratulations and early rise and shout out to all the uh, graduates, which is super cool. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to get a college degree. Only, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people do it uh, every year. But it's very exciting um, for that because that's a cool accomplishment. So congratulations. What it means is we are app only, so we can just do whatever today. That, that's what I'm Substitute saying. Substitute teacher vibes today. Throw the laser disc on, and we're just watching a movie, okay? So now we're just going to watch the highlights from the 1984 National Championship season. Good night, everybody. This is the unrated edition no, of no. BYU Sports Nation. Uh, yeah, right. Salt Lake would have our heads. Uh, on today's show, the good, better, and best of the NFL draft for BYU. We'll uh, tell you what that looks like in our opinion. Jaron Hall will join the program. Who's he hearing from? Who are the best fits in his opinion? Also, where does he fit in the BYU quarterback pantheon? Uh, perhaps he'll answer, maybe not. Carson Lundell on the WCC Championships, his conversation with Spencer ahead of that. And what does Aaron Rodgers mean when he says he's going to make Zach Wilson's life heaven <laughs> off the field? Here are today's headlines. This is a heavenly show. NFL draft night, first round specifically tonight. Jaron Hall, Blake Freeland, and Puka Nakua all expected to be drafted, just not tonight in the first round. Rounds two through seven happen on Friday and Saturday. Softball wins against Texas Te or Utah Tech, rather, 4-3, thanks to Hunter Ava's 10th homer of the season, and it looked like this. Two balls and a strike. Ava, that is a laser to center field, and out of here! Hunter Alba has entered double figures in the home run category, her 10th of the season. I Alba you. Yeah, it's gone, baby. Cougars 25 and 13 overall now after the win. They go San Diego tomorrow for a three-game series. Uh, Friday doubleheader 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. I really like the, the blocking of the sun. It took a minute to figure that out for the sun delays. No, oh, yeah. I like that yes. out in left yes. center. It's advancement. Oh, but look at that. Wow. This shot is amazing. J.J. Abrams <laughs> loving it. The sun flare. Little, little flare, little lens flare. Yeah. Uh, BYU, by the way, hosting number two UCLA on Monday. I like so, that. I like that. It's quite, it's quite the weekend and it's Monday a, it's for BYU softball. It's a trap series against San Diego. BYU baseball opens a very important West Coast Conference series against Portland this weekend at home. First game, eight Eastern, six Mountain. You can... Watch that on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps if you'd like to listen. The Backcats, 7-8 and eight in conference, probably need to finish a game over 500 to feel confident about making the WCC postseason tournament. Yeah, need to be top six there. Austin Deming guaranteed to homer. Number 44, men's golf, currently playing in uh, round one of the WCC tournament in Bremer, Washington. As we speak, uh, just moments away from teeing off. Uh, we'll keep you updated uh, with that uh, throughout today's show and tomorrow. Three-time first-team All-West Coast Conference women's golfer Alicia Maymutao has earned an individual trip to the NCAA Regionals. 
This is her third consecutive year doing that in that specific regard. She tied for 10th in the WCC Championships last weekend. Men's tennis begins play at the WCC Tournament for Eastern. Cougars led by Jack Barnett and Wally Thane, who earned all-conference honors in both singles and doubles. Women's tennis competing at the WCC Tournament today, beginning at 1 Eastern. Bobo Huang was named singles All-WCC First Team. Emily Astle, Jackie Dunyan, Tina Lee all earned honors for their play in doubles. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending on draft day. He tested through the roof, and he's one player that has a significant amount of buzz. Here's their best player, Puka Nakua, with the great footwork. Let's go. Good, better, best. And we are referencing a great general conference talk from the great elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf when we say good, My better, best. My favorite German apostle of all time. How does it relate to the NFL draft and the big three for BYU football as they push through the weekend? Jerem, what would good, better, and best look like for BYU football as a whole in this year's 2023 NFL draft? Good is three picks. Uh, better is three picks and, you know, two of those in the top, like, four rounds, probably. Okay, okay. And then best would be two in the top three rounds with uh, probably four overall picks if we're going, like, you know, super ambitious. So let's just talk best. So Blake Freeland in, like, the end of the second round, Jaron Hall in the third, Puka in the fifth, and uh, Caleb Hayes sneaking in the seventh. That would be, like, the realistic, what feels like, best-case scenario for BYU football. Um, if there's, uh, you know, an off-the-board option here of, like, oh, disappointing or bad, it'd be that there aren't three picks. It's not bad to only have two picks, but we're certainly expecting three, so that would be disappointing. Yeah, we've seen Puka Nakua in the seventh round. What if he slid off the board? He could be off the board. That'd be super that, disappointing. That is a possibility given some of the injuries and, unfortunately, a concussion in the Senior Bowl. I think if Puka plays in the, the Senior Bowl fully that week, he's drafted for sure. He still may be drafted, no problem. But uh, we'll see what that looks like. But that's what best looks like to me. But I don't want to just talk draft because free agency matters of the 14 dudes in the NFL from BYU right now six were undrafted including Taysom Hill including Daniel Sorensen who have been stalwarts for five plus years in the league so I think about the guys that may not be drafted and let's say you know one of the big three don't okay they are going to get picked up by somebody and hopefully they stick Caleb Hayes Probably undrafted, maybe he sneaks in, but he is a guy that could stay in the league, a la Michael Davis, another undrafted guy who has been a starter and has a big contract and everything. Harris LeChance, Peyton Wilgar, Gunnar Romney. Christopher can, Brooks. Can, yes. Can some of these other guys um, stick in a way that is meaningful? The draft is awesome, don't get me wrong, but half the league is undrafted. We would be remiss if we ignored that piece of this puzzle. Typically, if you're taken somewhere in the first five rounds – Let's use Tyler Algier as a case study. And you're a skilled player. Like, if you're taking in the first five rounds, pretty good shot. At worst, you're going to be on a practice squad on the team that drafted you. The sixth and seventh rounds, it's a total wild card. I mean, you absolutely have to just go and earn your spot. And you're competing. 
the margin is so thin between guys taken in the sixth and seventh rounds and those priority free agent signings. Yeah. Like, there's just no guarantee if it's that late. Kyrus Tonga, credit to him. Seventh round pick who was stuck in the league. Dax Milne. Awesome. Same scenario. Dax Chris that, Wilcox. That 20, yes. And Chris, Chris um, you know, hasn't played in games to the same degree, but he is still in the league. He is with the Steelers um, you know, this spring, which is great. For me, the good draft would be what the expectation is right now, which is just three players taken. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Just simply, it doesn't matter where, doesn't matter when, mm-hmm. which team you go to. If BYU has three draft picks, awesome. That's three more guys that have been specifically selected in the most prestigious draft of any draft of any American sport, and it's just three more guys for us to pay attention to in the league. BYU's already got a nice core of guys in the league making an impact and a difference. Now we add three more. Better... Yeah, now we start to look at the rounds that guys are taking in. I would love for Blake Freeland to, at worst, be drafted in the third round. So a better draft would probably be like Blake Freeland's taken early third round. Jaron Hall goes by at least the fifth round. And Puka Nakua just gets drafted. Mm-hmm. Then the best, and I'm trying to bring in some type of realism here, of something that could actually happen, and that is maybe both Blake Freeland and Jaron Hall are drafted before the fourth round. And then Puka Nakua's like a sixth-round pick, and Caleb Hayes sneaks in in the seventh round with that blazing 40 time and just his off-the-chart metrics from BYU's Pro Day, and the Cougars have four draft picks. But, yeah, it's way bigger than that. Christopher Brooks is a guy that I feel like is going to be uh, in a scenario where he has several options. I don't think he's going to be picked, but he'll have several options. Yes, he is higher on boards than we probably think. And he had a better season than we think. I think we've... Uh, you know, kind of crapped on his season a little more than is deserved. He had he averaged six yards a carry. He had like 800 yards. Missed a couple games. Had a hamstring. Had an ankle. Yeah, dealt with some this injuries. This dude was gonna have a thousand yard season. Like he had a good season. Was he as good on third and short as we wanted? Did it cost BYU in a couple of games? Yes, but he had a good season. And physically, the the scouts are probably drooling over this dude. Look at him. He looks like a superhero. He really does. Um, he may be cast in a DC movie soon. We don't know that. Uh, hopefully DC starts bringing it with uh, the Flash and Blue Beetle, but we'll see. But there, there are guys, and there are talent. There is talent in BYU football right now that wasn't as there as kind of uh, deep as it was, say, a decade ago. I recall at some point feeling like the NFL draft didn't matter at one point with BYU football, and that's where I started to have my thing where I'd say, well, if it's inconvenient, we can't just ignore it. And, and the NFL draft is uh, a thing that is a highlight of BYU football now each year, where we go, how many picks are you going to have? And it's validating. You can have like a, a decent program with few draft picks, but obviously more picks means better players, better, more wins, uh, more ingredients, Papa John's. Like, let's get all, the, all of this. It matters. Kalani Stakia said it does matter. It's their job to help these guys get in a position to make the NFL. And I would love to see BYU get to the 20 mark of NFL guys in the next couple of years. They're close. 14, hopefully a couple of these guys stick, like Chris Wilcox and so on. Uh, Zane Anderson and Matt Bushman, kind of practice squad flirting with the 53 kind of guys. Yes, practice squad works because you're going to play in a game. Kainakua has been around, right, with the Jets and Niners and so on. This, and then you have the guys. Like, you want Zach Wilson to get a chance to start again. You want Jaron Hall to get a chance to start in the next two to three years. You want Blake Freeland to be a starting tackle. Or maybe as a guard, like Brady Christensen moved to left guard for the Panthers. This is the way. And it's with O-line, 
Specifically left tackle, it's with quarterback right now. We expect Keaton Slovis and Kingsley Suamataia to be in the mix next year. Perhaps Aiden Robbins. Yes, the skilled positions and whatever else we call the other positions, because we shouldn't call them unskilled. They're certainly skilled in their position. But this is the culmination of some of the best talent that BYU football has gathered over the last couple of decades. You can quantify it in the NFL, undrafted free agents, and obviously in the draft. Jeremiah, remember not too long ago on this show when we were here saying, on a different desk no less, in a different part of the studio, but still saying, gosh, I hope BYU just has a guy drafted every year. Just one guy drafted every year. Because there were years that were there coming zero, and going and nobody was being drafted. Yep. It, it felt like or BYU one. was getting one guy drafted every couple of years. And we were like, man, it'd be nice to have like one draft pick per year. Now we're looking at a scenario where BYU had five draft picks in 2020. They capitalized on the COVID season, no doubt. Tyler Algier was the lone draft pick last year, but he burst onto the scene and was a difference maker. And now we're looking at three this year, maybe four. And as of last week, I went through and looked at all of the current statuses of BYU guys in the NFL. I had 13 on active rosters. And then six guys on practice squads. Tyson Williams, Zane Anderson, James Empey, Kainakua, Matt Bushman, Chris Wilcox. Those six plus 13 on active rosters, that's 19. You're talking about getting to the 20 mark? Would the three draft picks this year, maybe Caleb Hayes makes a roster, and then a couple of guys that are on practice squads get elevated? It might be this year that BYU has 20 guys actually play on an active roster in an NFL game. Okay, make it 30 then. In the next That's the three next years. step, right? Yeah. Awesome. Continue to do that. You're a Power 5 program, and you're recruiting at a higher level now. Um, in the transfer portal, we'll talk about this next week, 24-7 Sports says BYU is a top 20 team in the transfer portal right now in terms of who they've gathered. Fantastic. Remember how much, uh, you know, everyone kind of freaked out when everybody left? Well, you give and you get, and BYU has gotten uh, enough to feel confident, not yes. only about this season, but the talent level, because if we skip ahead to next year, and maybe we'll hit this next week, Kingsley Suamatia, Keaton Slovis. Uh, Connor a- Pay is a guy that's going to get some attention. Connor Pay is Tyler Batty uh, in the mix defensively. Are there Does other BYU guys get back in the linebacker game next year, maybe with Max Tooley or Ben Byron, Perhaps. if they're healthy? Perhaps, right? Um, it's weird because Ben is a junior this year. So, like, he could be here two more years. It's like he's been around forever. Ben Bywater could do something that I'm not sure has ever happened, by the way, in BYU history which is lead the team in tackles all four years. Wow. He's done it his first two yes, years. He yep. did it as a freshman, um, which is pretty gnarly, of course, because he knows how to tackle because he played rugby. But this is an exciting time in BYU football history because the Cougars are producing picks. And they're not just like random O-linemen over here. It's quarterback and receiver. It's left tackle, which is the premium tackle position uh, among the O-line. I love it. This is a very exciting time. All right, our question of the day is, in your opinion, what would good, better, and best look like for BYU in this year's NFL draft? At Sam Emery 89 on Twitter says, good is having Pukunakua, Blake Freeland, and Jaron Hall get drafted. We agree on that one. Yep. Better is having Caleb Hayes sneak in mm-hmm. and having the first three get drafted in round six or earlier. Okay, very specific. Best is having everyone get drafted to the perfect fit where they can thrive and also having a bunch of priority free agents get signed. Yeah, that's true. We didn't talk about sort of fit there. We won't be able to quantify fit for a while. Um, What we should do is evaluate the draft three, four, and five years ago and be like, how did those end up for BYU? 
Um, it seems I, to have worked out pretty well for a number of BYU For most guys. guys. Like, obviously, Zach is uh, the exception of that, unfortunately. But we hope he uh, learns and, and has a great couple, next couple of seasons in whatever form that looks like. Love what I'm hearing from yeah. Aaron Rodgers when he says, my job is to help that guy reestablish his confidence. He is doing what Brett Favre did not do with him, which is notable. Yes, it is. Yeah. I respect it, yeah, I, res- I appreciate I respect that it. a lot. I appreciate that. All right, hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, unlike, Facebook, and Instagram. Unlike most of what the Jets have done historically. Uh, <laughs> Can't get a segment in without uh, dumping on the Jets. Big series starting tonight. BYU baseball taking on Portland. Oh, man, let's go. 8 Eastern on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Austin Deming is on fire. The Pilots are in second place. Jerem, just give me mediocre pitching and good offense, and I'm good. Mediocre pitching, please. Yeah. yeah. Up next, it's going to be a life-changing weekend for BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. And he is joining us live. Hey. The man. Looking fresh, looking ready. He's next on BYU Sports Nation. It's draft day. It's also graduation day at BYU. Lots happening on BYU Sports Nation. Great also to have golf you with day. us. It's golf day, apparently. <laughs> Every day is golf day. All right. No, it's warm. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. We call it BYUSN. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. And to fully encapsulate, celebrate what's happening today and through the weekend, we can't think of a better person to join us than BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, who is awaiting his name to be called in the NFL draft. So, Jaron, simply one, welcome to the show. Great to talk with you, and we appreciate you making time for us in your schedule. How are your emotions right now? You're very even-keeled dude. How are you feeling right now? Uh, a little excited, a little nervous, a little stressed. And uh, everything <laughs> comes, ebbs and flows, you know? So uh, just trying to keep it together, just enjoy the weekend, and, and you know, enjoy time with family. What will be the most enjoyable experience out of this whole thing this weekend? And then what will provide perhaps the most stress? Uh, most enjoyable will just be, you know, being in the living room, my parents' place with, with, you know, our family. And whenever that call comes, when it is, you know, just celebrating and seeing everybody smiling faces. That's something I've always looked forward to. And then just nervous about, you know, moving on to a new place. You know, I got a wife and a daughter and, you know, they're going to have to adapt to that and start looking at homes and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's a little stress there, but part of life got to grow up sometime who is the most likely person in your life that's going to call you when a gm might where you're like dude what oh. are you doing yeah um i've been i've been running that through my mind all week who calls me all <laughs> probably one of my stupid friends <laughs> i don't think any family would would dare do that but uh you know i got some knucklehead friends for sure like when the draft is on even tonight right it's like do not call me I'm going to answer every call from numbers I don't know. Are you gonna? Do you think there'll be a telemarketer that you accidentally talked to tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, I get a telemarketer call like every day. I know the area code though, so we'll be okay. I won't answer. Feel <laughs> the vibration in the pocket, you know, get your heart going, and then you look down and okay, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. iPhone helps you out there, right? Telemarketer, yeah. Jaron Hall is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's rewind a little bit to essentially. The end of the Stanford game, your last regular season game, uh, you didn't play in the bowl game. So from the Stanford game on to where we are now today, 
What have those last four months been like for you overall? Yeah, it's just been really busy. You know, I moved out of California right after Christmas, started training with my agency, training with John and um, 3DQB out there in Huntington Beach. And so I was really out there until pro day. Lived there, brought my wife and my daughter with me, and, and I trained all day, every day. And, uh, you know, it was busy, you know, senior bowl, combine, pro day, just a lot of football. Your mind's just, just focused on that and that alone. And it's a, it's a good change up, good change of pace. You know, no more school. Um, as fun as that was, you just get to play football now and focus on your career. And it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. It's been, uh, it's been tough. It's been a long couple of months, but I'm excited for, you know, what's to come here in the next few weeks. Did you end up graduating or do you have a little bit left? <laughs> you had to ask me that question. <laughs> yeah, you think five years at a school you graduate, but uh, now I'm one class short. Hey. <laughs> got a nice little American Heritage class I got to take. And then I'm <laughs> Did you say American Heritage? Oh, the, you the left like that till the end. Nice. I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> I don't believe you whatsoever when you say that. You seem like the most prepared dude like ever. That's okay, man. There have been plenty of dudes who have, have gone on and played and they take the class later. Steve Young came back and got a law degree in the offseason when he was starting for the Niners. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. All right. Um, who, where do you feel like you kind of nailed this pre-draft process? And what, what are some of the attributes that you feel like you give right away to a team that helps them? You know, just from some feedback, I think, you know, interviews um, did a great job. I think I left a great impression on a lot of, a lot of organizations, a lot of management. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think Pro Day helped out a lot, you know, being healthy finally and, and being able to throw at full capacity, I think, um, cleared up a lot of doubts that, you know, some people had in my, my physical abilities and my ability to throw the ball. Um, I just think attributes, just, just maturity, you know, my age is, you know, a lot of people talk about it being a downer, but really through this process, I haven't heard much about it from teams and, and the flip side, I think the maturity helps me a lot. And so I think that, you know, along with, with developing physically and, and continuing to do so will, will really help me. You know, as I've shown, I can continue to get healthier. And, um, you know, I think those are two things that, that you know, I think of right away. So uh, there's so much mystery around as you prepare for the draft, what happens with your agent and, and those circles. And uh, Ryan Tolner is a guy that has dealt with some big-time quarterbacks, most notably Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, and he's worked with Carson Wentz. So being a part of that agency and his team and having the pro day you did, Jaron, what has that done for you to help you prepare for the NFL draft? Yeah, having a guy like Ryan in your corner to talk to whenever, you know, throughout the week, it's been super helpful. You know, his Ben, I think, was his first client. Um, and you look where they're, we're at there right now. You know, he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback and had a phenomenal career. And he's got a lot of guys, you know, that will follow suit. But um, having a guy like that, just the experience, um, you know, the presence that he brings of, of confidence, no matter what happens, that's the biggest thing is you never know how this draft will shake up. You know, I've, I've heard. I've heard so many different things from so many organizations and different people, but he's always there just to, to help keep me kind of focused on, you know, focusing on me, continuing to get, to get better and just, just taking advantage of whatever situation I get. And, and that's the best approach for me to take because there's so many questions about it. So just focus on what you can. You know, that's, that's what him and, and the rest of Rep1 Sports, that's, that's kind of the, the attitude they bring. And, and I love working with everybody there. It's really fun. Along those lines, do you have a good sense of who might take you? Um, I mean, you hear things. Um, I won't share anybody in particular today, but, you know, I've had, especially the last couple of weeks, a lot of visits, a lot of, a lot of workouts and whatnot. So I think, uh, you know, there's a, there's a handful of teams I know really like me, but it's just a matter of, you know, where, where they see me falling in, in their draft picks. And, and that's something I can't control. 
Jaron, you've obviously touched on some of the things and many of the things that you do well, and there are many. But in terms of feedback and what you hear back from teams after Pro Day and after the Combine and people that have looked at your film, where do you feel like they have been, let's say, critical and have challenged you to get better? Yeah, I think one, just availability. You know, I think that's something that got better throughout my career. You know, I missed fewer games this last season than the year before. Um, and I think there's certain throws around the field they want to see, you know, improve. And I think that just comes with the reps. You know, there's a lot of concepts we run at BYU and there's a lot of concepts that we don't. But that's every every quarterback going to the NFL is going to have to do something that he hasn't done before. And so it's, that's no different than a lot of other guys in the draft class. Um, there's certain things you got to work on. So for me, it's, it's, it's new concepts and new throws and, and continuing to prove that I can be available. That's the biggest thing in the quarterback position. Your, your best asset is being available. So i got to prove that I can do that. Yep, best ability, availability, as they say. Yeah. Okay, so obviously we've looked at the Zach Wilson situation with the Jets being thrown in and being the guy, and it was cool that he got an opportunity to play right away, but also can be a challenge. What's your thought process on sort of like wanting to play right away versus what you did at BYU, which was you were the backup for a couple years, and then when it was your time, perhaps you're more ready, or maybe you're like, no, I want to play right away. Yeah, both, I think both come with, with unique challenges and circumstances. Um, you know, being a backup, you, you got to make sure you stay locked in always. It's easy to kind of fall off and, and be forgotten um, by yourself and others. So you got to make sure you're present and, and you're you know, competing and always preparing like you're the guy. Um, and then as a starter, obviously, going into a new league, it's tough. You know, Zach did a great job with it in his rookie season. Um, and you can see that there's a lot of potential for all rookie quarterbacks to ball out and play well. Um, but it's just about, you know, attacking those moments and, and, and really looking forward to that competition. Uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of you know, growing curves that come with that. And so um, for me, it's just wherever I'm placed, wherever I'm asked to do, I'm going to attack that and, and do the best I can. BYU quarterback Jaron Hall is now in NFL Draft Weekend. He is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I know you don't want to talk specific teams, and I certainly understand that. I do. That. Seahawks. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Okay, we have that on the table from Jaron for sure. That... I've talked to Jaron about this already. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, I'm not going to make you talk about specific teams, but in your opinion, what type of situation and scheme best fits your skill set right now? Yeah, I think, you know, scheme-wise, the beautiful thing about playing for A-Rod um, and Grimes before is we've had a lot of versatility in our offense. We've changed throughout the years, and we've done a lot of different stuff that I think translates uh, really perfectly into the NFL and the type of game you see today. So scheme-wise, I think there's a lot of things that I can fit just due to my athleticism and, and my ability to grow as a pocket passer every year for the more time I spend with John and, and his group there. Um, and then, you know, situationally, you know, I, I think you know, I just got to be prepared for whatever. I think a lot of a lot of feedback I'm getting right now is it's not going to be a, a place necessarily where you go start. Um, so being a backup and a guy who's, who's you know, building up for that moment is something that I'm, I'm kind of planning for. Um, but obviously, if I'm thrown into a situation I got to play I'll make sure I'm ready for that too you're one snap away as as uh, all backups are as you mentioned okay when when you were younger and obviously you played a bunch of sports you're a great athlete at what point did you think I want to be an NFL player I think just just you know when I first started watching NFL on TV you know hearing about my dad's college career and playing the CFL for a few years um you know, being in a community that loves sports, all my friends were, were kids on my, my baseball, basketball, football team. So I, I don't think it was just football. I think, you know, it was the MLB, it was the NBA, whatever it was, whatever sport I was playing at the time, I always envisioned playing professionally. And, and as I got older and, and things started to, to kind of happen and be laid out in front of me, it just turned into the NFL. That's something that I really started loving, you know, in junior high and high school. 
being recruited to college. And it just kind of built every single year as I got a little older and, and a little closer to this. Because you played baseball in college, as you mentioned. So the NFL, was that sometime uh, in like junior high, high school? Or was it still at BYU where you were thinking MLB might be a possibility? Um, MLB was a little bit. You know, I wasn't great. Checking my stats. I didn't have a great first year in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good, you know, a good uh, a series against New Mexico. And, and, and then COVID cut that off short. But um, I, think, I think the NFL was always, was always what I wanted more. I think it's a lifestyle that, I, that I'd rather have. Um, you know, baseball is, is all year round. It never stops. It's, it's tough on a family and the NFL is still tough on a family, but you have a lot more time off and it's, it's just more family friendly. Um, and, and frankly, you know, I just fell in love with football, you know, as I started playing the last few years and, and it's really continues to develop. BYU is in a unique situation because we've talked about Zach Wilson, who was already in the NFL. You're about to be drafted. And then there are hopes that Keaton Slovis has a great season and becomes the third consecutive BYU quarterback to get to the league. So let's talk the advice game a little bit, starting with what advice has Zach Wilson given to you at a time like this? And in turn, after you answer that, what advice have you given to Keaton Slovis as he takes over at BYU? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when I first got a job at BYU, me and Zach talked a little bit. Um, and I don't think it was as much of, of what he said as what's I, what I took from him and his preparation, watching him very closely. Um, and you hear it all around the league now in the NFL, the dude loves football. He's the most prepared guy. He, it's what he spends his time doing. Um, you know, and I hear that from other guys that work with him like John and, and anybody else. So seeing the preparation he puts into it, that's the, the one thing I've always taken away from Zach. Um, and I know that's something he, he prides himself on, and he's always the most prepared guy. So that's something that I've always taken from Zach and appreciated, you know, watching him so closely for, for so many years. Um, and Keaton, you know, when he was coming to BYU, I'm, I'm not a guy that, that loves to give a ton of advice. You know, everyone's, they're grown and like to do their own thing. And, and I just told him that he's going to love BYU. It's the greatest fan base to play for. But, um, you know, expectations can never be something that gets in the way of you having confidence in playing. I don't know if I said that to him or not, but, um, you know, if he listens to this, you know, that's one thing. <laughs> BYU, it's a special place. He's got a lot of great teammates and the best coaching staff in the country around him. He saw you catch a pass against him in 2019. You know, that happened against USC. I remember that, right? Or did you throw to Zach in that play? I'm trying to remember. I actually, I think I threw that one. I think Zach you threw that one to Zach. That's right. You're like, hey, we both completed passes in that game. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what's up. Let's finish with this. You certainly have added your name into the pantheon of BYU great quarterbacks. Do you feel like you're in that club? And if so, where? Um, I don't know if I'm going to put myself anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you, I'm sure you know how I'd answer this question already. That's for, uh, you know, the fans to decide. You know, they, you know, they love doing that stuff. But I just I just wanted to be a guy who could come in and, and leave, you know, an impact on the program, on the fans. Um, and I think, you know, I think after a few years, I, I did a decent job of doing that. I had a lot of great teammates around me. So it wasn't all me by any means. Um, a lot of great players I was able to distribute to, but I think the teams that we had the last few years have really put a mark on in BYU history football and, and some of the great things we accomplished. And, you know, maybe when my time is done in the NFL, you know, then we could talk about where I'm at in that line of, of, of quarterbacks. I love it. it. What a journey we've had with you. You signed February 3rd, 2016, and here we are seven years and two months later with the NFL draft, man. <laughs> Listen, it's great and all. You're going to be an NFL quarterback. Awesome. Fantastic. The greatest thing you've accomplished is handling an almost two-year-old, Jaron. Let's face it. That, that is the greatest accomplishment day in and day out. <laughs> <laughs> Gray hairs all. 
<laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, refuting and pushing away those gray hairs uh, as your children grow older. Congratulations, as Jerem said it. Uh, we wish you the best, man. Can't wait to watch how uh, things unfold this weekend. Seahawks third round. Let's go. <laughs> we, we will be talking to you soon, wherever you go. Can't wait to watch it, man. Thanks, Thanks. Jaren. was a pleasure. Jaron Hall, BYU quarterback, awaiting, awaiting the call. I saw Jaron yesterday at Spanish Oaks Golf Course. That dude can play golf, as uh, all the great BYU guys uh, can. Best of luck to him. I, and, again, it's been a great journey. He signs. He goes on a mission. He comes back. He's the backup. He gets a chance in 2019 to start. And uh, it was a really fun journey. 21, 22 were tremendous. And uh, here we are, man, in the draft. This has been awesome. I, I commend him for staying even because – and he referenced it. He's like, I've seen – I've heard and seen everything. He's seen everything that we're he- that seeing in here. He's hearing, the most interested in right? it. Right? Yeah. Like, he's seen everything from early third round to likely fifth round. Maybe he slides to the sixth round. Now there's seventh round projection. Right. He's just trying to stay – even, and that's and tough. Ultimately, team matters more than round for him. Team matters the, the most. Yes. 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 Absolutely. What's the offense? Who's the OC? Who's the starting quarterback right there? If you missed any interviews, shows, deep loser games, you can find them on BYUSN.com or download the free BYU TV app. Up next, how exactly is Aaron Rodgers going to make Zach Wilson's life, and I quote, heaven? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's whip it on draft day. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Aaron Ratches said, I'm going to make Zach Wilson's life heaven off the field. <laughs> Referencing Zach saying, I'm going to make whoever the starter's life hell on the field, right? <laughs> what do you think he means by that? I think he means exactly what he explained it to be during the follow-up questions. Yeah. And that is, it's my job to help him rediscover his confidence and his swagger. Aaron Rodgers doesn't just throw around compliments. That's not his style. And when he practiced against the Jets last year, he was like, dude, that guy has an arm. He can absolutely sling it. He's got a lot of really, really high-level skills. Aaron Rodgers knows what Zach Wilson could do. To make his life heaven off the field is just to help him reestablish general confidence, right? Yes. Maybe teach him how to work in the media a little bit better, how to be a little bit more media savvy. Like, that's tough. Call Pat McAfee maybe and be on the show. <laughs> I, I said in the, the first segment, but Aaron Rodgers is giving his backup what Brett Favre did not do to Aaron Rodgers as the backup, which is, let me help you. I love it. He is not threatened by him. I right? love it. He is there to be a good teammate. That that's, says a lot about Aaron Rodgers. I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I, I respect him even more. I like him even more now. Yeah, honestly. That's I, awesome. That's a classy movie. Yeah. Okay, this is fantastic. We should have brought this up with Jared. <laughs> uh, there, yes, we should have. <laughs> we ran out of time. <laughs> There's a doppelganger thread going around. This is great. NFL draft style from yes. Jim Weber on Twitter. Yes. And so many of them are hilarious. <laughs> Jaron Hall shows up as AC Slater <laughs> from Saved by the Bell. The dimple! The dimple is with us, and then the yep. curly hair. Yep. This is so well played yep. by Jim Weber. Nicely done. I, I, I like it. You know, um, 
Say by the bell is the show that you and I grew up. That's in our wheelhouse, our age. Uh, that's an and that's an older pick of Jaron, probably right. That Jim used. I think this is spot on. <laughs> I, I think it's you know it's like well almost spot on. It's close. Like it's pretty good. Why is AC Slater wearing number seventy three? Was he a lineman? Like <laughs> he's not what? big enough to be. A, come on now. One, he's a wrestling star for the Bayside Tigers. Yeah, come on, Mario Lopez. But seventy three on the football team. Hey, that's really really funny. Dude, Kelly Kapoor. Holy snakes. BYU Baseball and UNC Greensboro combined for uh, 73 runs last week, smashing the over of 43 we set. How are you uh, feeling about the over under of 43 against Portland? Wait a second. Wasn't it Kelly Kapowski? Kapowski. Yes. Who's, who's Kelly Kapoor? I have no idea. That <laughs> is, is that from The Office? That's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> very hey, different. Very different. Very different. <laughs> okay, to answer your question, <laughs> I'm feeling good about 43 runs total combined over the three games. Just because BYU's offense has been red hot and their pitching has yep. been not good, they're probably we're probably going to see a bunch of shootouts again. So yeah, I'm taking the over again on the 43 runs yes. combined between the two teams. I'm confident in the over. Yeah, put put me down for the over. Well, that's 15 runs a game combined. Combined. Based on what we've seen over the last three weeks, yeah. this feels like a lot. Austin Deming might single-handedly <laughs> drive in 15. The way he's playing right He now. drove in six runs himself in his last game. He's balling out, dude. He's good. A Little League Association in New Jersey this is so good. has installed a new rule. This I love this. Everywhere, please. It cites, any parent who argues with an umpire will be required to volunteer as an umpire for three games before being allowed to return as a spectator. Okay, we both have kids playing youth sports. Yes. Is this a good idea? It's not a good idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> I, last year, Venna played softball. She was eight. I could not stand a couple of the parents on our team. It was like, what, 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 are what you is doing? this? The World Series? They're seven years old! Are there millions of dollars at stake? Like, you guys are such idiots. Screaming it, at a 13-year-old umpire. Boo! Oh, umpire's crying. I'm like, what are we doing? This was not uplifting for anyone. Why? Like, you guys stink. Why? Like, you as people stink. Like, don't be that person. Like, just coach and be encouraged. Yes. Just expect just it to be, be frustrating as a parent. It's okay. Just you, manage you your think expectations. You're not having fun. What about the little kid? Come good, on now. Good grief. Uh, yeah. This, I'm on board. I for this. love that. I don't complain to the ump. Or I keep my ever. mouth shut. I no. might say something to my wife like, no. oh, that was brutal. I'm just I'm just cheering on the team. What? I mean, whatever. They're 13, 14, and 15-year-old kids making yeah. like eight bucks an hour. And then someone will be like, do you want to do some play-by-play -play to this game? And it's like, not for free, I don't. <laughs> not for free. Up next, BYU men's golf. They got a big day on graduation day. Go, brother. West Coast Conference Championships, Carson Lundell. Previews the tournament next on mm. BYU Sports Nation. Go, baby. He's really good. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. I had a chance to speak with Standout golfer Carson Lundell of BYU Men's Golf before they take on the West Coast Conference Championships. He's one-on-one -on, -one on BYU Sports Nation. 
Carson, this is your final go around with BYU men's golf in the West Coast Conference. So with that context in play, what does this year's WCC tournament and a shot at a championship mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it's everything, you know, I've wanted. We, uh, we've had some really good teams while I've been here and we've fallen short um, pretty much every year. Uh, we didn't get, get the chance to compete in the COVID year, which we felt we had a great, a great chance to win it. Um, but, you know, we've always just fallen short of Pepperdine. I think we've taken second, you know, once or twice. And and they, they've had, you know, some phenomenal teams and, and have another top 10 team in the country this year. And to beat them, we got we got to play really good. But, you know, we we know what we're capable of. We've, we've shown we can go super, super deep. And we've got the firepower. So, you know, we, we got to come out swinging. What type of momentum do you have right now, having won, again, the Ping Cougar Classic as a team on your home course as you go into your last opportunity to best Pepperdine and win the West Coast Conference Championship? Yeah, yeah. Anytime we're coming off a win, um, you know, things feel pretty good. Um, I do think, though, that that we we felt like we had a lot left in the tank at the Cougar. So I, I think our best golf is still definitely to come. And yeah, we're just, we're super excited. We just got done with our practice round and the courses, it's pretty sweet. So we're, we're excited. <laughs> it's super cool. Now it's interesting. You said that you still had a lot in the tank. You won the tournament. So where specifically do you feel like as a team, you can go even lower? You know, it's, it, it was at Riverside, um, our home course that we play every day. And, you know, I think, I, I think we played, we played good. We didn't play great. And, and it's just, it's just catching that momentum, right. And just trying to peak at the right time. And I think this is, you know, the next few weeks is going to be the perfect time to peak. And so, you know, I think we're just, we got some more putts we need to make. We got some more fairways we got to hit and some more greens we got to hit. So. You're in Bremerton, Washington. You just mentioned that you love the course in your words. It's pretty sweet. Walk us through the track and what type of a course it's like. Oh man. Well, a lot of trees, a lot of trees. So it's like a tree line track, but uh, some good elevation changes. Um, it's just like like a typical, I guess, Washington course that you would you would kind of expect. Super green, pretty soft, um, and now yeah, just I mean a lot of trees. So you gotta you gotta hit it straight, and but but, but it's not like super narrow. So you can I mean you just you gotta hit it straight and hit the greens right. Just. <laughs> Now, your future certainly includes a lot of golf in it. You have professional aspirations. But before we go there, as a senior now on this team, and certainly with the desire to go and win a West Coast Conference championship, how do you handle the pressure and the desire to go and get something that has eluded you as a player while you've been at BYU? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, you know, all just a quick of what I've learned here at BYU. Um, you know, throughout my time here, I've had a lot of times where the pressure and expectations have been really big. And, and, you know, I've had times I've delivered, I've had times I haven't been. And I, I think that this week is no different. I mean, the, the great thing is, is we're just, you know, we're all just having fun. We're, we're playing well. And I don't necessarily know if there's a ton of expectation and pressure because we're not the favorites. Right. Mm. Um, I, you know, looking at it as it's my last West Coast Conference championship, that makes it a little, a little different, but you know, at the same time, it's like, just, you know, I just want to enjoy it. It's my last one. I couldn't have enough good things to say about my time here at BYU and, and coach Miller and coach Brock bank. So it's just, 
you know, just enjoy, you know, all my last few tournaments, my last few rounds with those guys and try to play well while doing it. Right. Make it, make it a memorable. Carson Lundell is on BYU sports nation. Obviously over the next month and a half, your focus is on the West coast conference championships. Then you get to regionals. Hopefully that extends into nationals. But once that's over, walk us through your personal timeline as you begin your next golf adventure. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent certain what that looks like at, at this point right now, but I'll, I'll definitely turn pro following the season and uh, we'll, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, nose in the dirt and just hard work, <laughs> hard grind, you know, l- luckily the school aspect will be over. So I'll have a little bit more time and, and <laughs> on golf, but I, uh, yeah, so I'll turn pro and, and uh, I'll probably do some mini tour stuff and some, I mean, a lot of state opens and then I'll do some, uh, a lot of Monday qualifiers this summer yeah. for, yeah. you know, Canadian tour and corn Ferry tour. So I'm super excited because it really think about the cool thing about golf is, you know, it can happen to anyone. It's all about timing. If you get, you get hot at the right yeah. time, you know, you a month, you know, you know, by August, if things go crazy well, you know, I might be on the PGA tour. Like you just, you never know. <laughs> it could literally happen to anyone. And, and so that's the cool thing. It just takes one good week. So it's, I'm, I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Fantastic. What does it mean to have your buddy, Peter quest living that life right now as he pursues, you know, the consistent tour card and, and having him go through that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool because, you know, Peter hangs around, uh, Provo and American Fork still. And so I see, I see him quite a bit and I, I actually, I credit a lot of, you you know, a lot of my success to him and, and to Rhett mm-hmm. and those older guys who I was able to watch and come in and they were both, you know, all American players and got to see kind of how they did things and, and, uh, just kind of see the blueprint and then see where they're at now. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's super helpful to have those guys, you know, in my corner and to see, you know, how they've done it. And then obviously we've got, you know, Coach Summer Hayes, who was here last year, and Fishburn and Blair, and you know, so many other guys out there that are just more than willing to help and more than willing to give their time and and their knowledge. So, it's it's yeah, it's a good spot. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll finish up with this. Uh, first of all, are you done with finals? I've got like this little essay, just a tiny little essay, and then that's <laughs> it. I'm first thing I'm doing when I get back to the done. hotel, then it's over. It's over. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited for you to finish that because there's no greater feeling (laughs) than finishing that last final. So best of luck with that. Give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go and write an awesome essay, finish up your schooling, and certainly to go compete well in the West Coast Conference Championships. Carson, always good to talk to you, brother. Thanks for the time. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Carson Lundell from Bremerton, Washington. BYU just teed off a little while ago. Yep. Uh, one player has posted a score. It's Max Brenchley. Yep. Lefty crusher. He's even it's through one. Unbelievable. He's a guy that absolutely has capability to go super low for BYU. I feel like every BYU player does. Got well, a good squad. We just heard Carson reference one of yep. his good buddies, Rhett Rasmussen. Yep. Who has fired a 7-under 65 in the first stage of U.S. Open qualifying at Casablanca Golf Club in Mesquite, Everyone Nevada. knows that that drives by it. 
He took the medalist honors. He shot the best yeah. round of anybody there. That was yesterday. That was that was great. Yeah, next round is on May 22nd. Okay, good luck to the Kooks. Also, uh, shout out Todd Miller and uh, Spence here. Just got a rip. It's like the Pink Panther old school logo. Yep. Here. Um, it, it looks like Cosmo, but I think it's actually the Pink Panther from back in the day. 1981 national champs. That's what's up. 81 was a pretty good year yes, on campus. Was. I think it's uh, perhaps the greatest year in BYU sports history. I was history. also Although born in 1981. We are, you're so old. We argued <laughs> that 21 was actually better than uh, 81. So you can go back and watch that show. Uh, it's probably not true. BYU softball has a doubleheader with San Diego tomorrow at 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. It's been fun to see the uh, Cougs launching bombs last couple of days. Indeed. More Hunter Ava. Let's go. Oh, so good. Rise and shout out to all of you heading out into the great world. world enter our enter to learn, go forth to serve. And make a buck. Next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps or listen to the pod. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, what would good, better, and best look like for BYU football in the 2023 NFL Draft? It's day one today. Mm. Nobody's going to be taken tonight from BYU. But I don't think so. Somebody could be taken tomorrow. And we hope there are two round. picks tomorrow. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. Um, our first response, or our, our next response, comes from BYU and the NFL on Instagram. It says, That's good. That's the Instagram, given the subject. Good. These three dudes getting drafted. Yeah. Better. These guys all going in the first five rounds. Okay. Best. More than just three get drafted. That would be great. Caleb, Caleb Hayes takes in. Caleb Hayes. What if Chris Brooks somehow goes in the seventh, seventh round? Too? Oh. Like, who knows, right? All right. Our Elite Voice today presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Okay, uh, I asked Jaren if he had graduated Hall earlier. He said he still has American Heritage to take. One of us. One of us. <laughs> the first class I took. Gideon, Gideon George. Uh, you were academic all state. You were a good student. Um, Jaren was a good student, too. He's just a quarterback at BYU and a baseball player. <laughs> Gideon George tweeted to me, you know, tweeting about uh, Jaren's situation there. Ha, 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 the best class. He'll love it. <laughs> And then I have uh, others, people, you know, uh, saying, wait a minute, you taking it to Salt Lake? Or didn't your AP U.S. history class count maybe? Or, yeah, people are weighing in. Like, more on academics than, uh, you know, some of the sports stuff we do now, which is fun. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shoutout, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. All the BYU students graduating, congratulations, bachelors, masters, PhDs, and so on. That's awesome. It's, uh, it's hard to graduate. BYU is an awesome school, so congratulations. It also, is. we're glad we got a parking spot today. That was kind of our number one focus. Barely. Barely. Just barely getting commencement on BYU TV. They're having a great time over there. <laughs> we're just working over here. It's working. We got a show. Thanks to Jaron Hall and Carson Lundell. Sorry, Dennis. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Dean Wilson of BYU Golf. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs.